live from the Subaru of Gwinnett studio at the beautiful Sonesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. It's The Bottom Line with Jacqueline Sheldon on Business Radio X. Maximize your return on investment by reducing your tax bill. Get ready for the best tax talk you've ever had. It's The Bottom Line, presented by Bottom Line Tax Solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for The Bottom Line. We are back with you. It has been a month. Hello, Jacqueline. Hi, Tom. How are you doing? I am doing well. How are you? I am always fantastic. Tell me, it's uh, post-tax season, is it not? It is. Oh, that's a good thing, right? It is a good thing. How was how was tax season for you? Um, you know, I think taxpayers felt a lot of uncertainty. I heard that. When they were filing their taxes this year with all the new tax laws, they didn't really know how they were going to fare what their bottom line was going to be, were they going to get a bigger refund, were they going to owe, where, once everything shook out, where were they actually going to be come tax time? And I think one of the areas of uncertainty that uh, really came into play there was deductions that are associated with home ownership, and that's kind of what we're going to talk about a little bit today. We are. We're talking about home suite taxes. That is what today's segment is, and, and I believe a little later in our second segment, we have a mortgage guru with us. We do. I'm excited to have uh, her here with uh, us today. Mrs. Chan Roach is with us, I do believe. Yes, she is. Nice, nice. Uh, she's hanging out with us today, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I also heard that uh, a lot of people owed taxes that weren't expecting to or don't normally owe taxes. Right. And I think we talked a little bit last month about we the did. fact that you know, it was definitely a different tax season. The tax laws were different. The outcomes were different for a lot of people. Uh, they ended up with bottom lines they really weren't expecting, and in a lot of cases that was taxpayers who found out they owed money this year as opposed to getting a refund. Right, right. So, what, folks, what Jackie is saying is there's some unhappy people out there. There were some, <laughs> well, we'll say surprised <laughs> people surprise. out there. How about that? Yeah, not always pleasant. But back back to the matter at hand. We are talking about home ownership and how that affects, affects taxation and vice versa. With all the new tax changes... What did you see the most? What was affecting people? Well, there's a lot of things that changed as far as home ownership and deductions for home ownership is concerned. One of the things is mortgage interest. There was a change there. You know, prior to the new tax law, taxpayers could deduct mortgage interest on up to $1 million in mortgage debt. And that could be up to two properties, a, a primary residence and a second home. But taxpayers who purchased homes after December 15th of 2017, they're now subject to a lower uh, cap. They're able to deduct mortgage interest on up to $750,000 of mortgage debt. Now, for the typical taxpayer, they don't have that much mortgage debt. So this is not something that really hurt a lot of taxpayers. But if you have more than one home, you know, you, you can get close to that 750 pretty quick. I, th I think guys like me call that uh, rich people problems. Okay. Rich just, just saying. But anyway, uh, half a million dollars. Anyway. So, yeah, that was a change. But like I said, I don't think that hurt just your average taxpayer. Because uh, that's usually, for many people, your, your mortgage interest, that, that's sometimes your biggest write-off. It is in a lot of cases. Yeah. And you start monkeying with that, things happen, I guess. That's true. Yeah. And I know you get to write property taxes off. Is that, is that, can you still do that? You still can deduct property taxes. The problem comes in, though, under the new tax law, the SALT tax, which is your state and local income tax, you're limited to $10,000 
for married filing joint. It's the, to it's the highest amount that you can deduct on that line now. So for a lot of taxpayers, when they take their state income taxes, paid off their W-2s, add in their property taxes, their actual costs are well over that $10,000 mark. So we did find that that hurt a lot of taxpayers because they lost part of that deduction. Did that hurt them more on a state level or federal or both? Actually, on, on both, uh, we did see I reviewed a return this week for a client that actually lives in California. Of course, in California, the state taxes are a lot higher than they are here in Georgia. But her actual state taxes paid was $59,000 wow. last year. She was limited to ten, So she lost $49,000 in deductions because of the new tax law that she had had in the 2017 tax year. What kind of tax liability is that? Ten, twenty thousand dollars $20,000? About twenty in her case at her income level. So 20000 out of her pocket just because that one little change. Yes, sir. Oh, wow. Between federal and state. Well, Pretty close to. Wow. That hurts. That hurts me, and I don't even know who you're talking about. Right. So, wow. And yeah, then I've had a lot of clients. You know, here in Georgia, our state taxes aren't quite as high as they are, say, in California or New York. But I still had clients that had sixteen, seventeen thousand dollars $17,000 in state and local taxes that were limited to ten. So they, they lost five, six, even $7,000 in some cases of tax deduction because of the new tax law. So that was one of the ones that kind of hurt people a little bit. Goodness. <laughs> don't answer this. Should anyone buy a home anymore? Don't answer that. We'll get to that later. Um, now, now, I know uh, in the past, uh, I've had them in the past, home home equity loans. People call them seconds, I guess. I'm, I'm not a mortgage person. We'll refer more to Chan on, on, on verbiage, I guess. But home, and equi home, equi home equity loans, easy for me to say. Uh, how has that been affected by the new, new changes in law? Well, prior to the new tax law, taxpayers could deduct interest on up to $100,000 in second mortgage debt, regardless of where the proceeds from the uh, – loan went to. Under the new tax law, uh, taxpayers can only deduct interest on a second mortgage if it's used to buy, build, or substantially improve the property that stands for the loan. So if you took out a second and you used money to put into your home, it was still deductible. But if you took money out to pay off credit cards or help pay for your child to go to college or maybe pay off a car loan, those things are no longer deductible. So that's one thing that we've had to look at when we're doing tax returns and people who have second mortgages. Where did the proceeds go? And in some cases, part of it went into the home, part of it went elsewhere. So there's kind of a proration of exactly how much of that interest is now deductible. So that really muddied the water, so to speak, as far as mortgage interest deductions are concerned. And so people there again lost some deductions that they had had in prior years and, and i'm going to go ahead and say that you got you have to if, if you're doing that you got to keep that documentation of where that money went specifically you do because i mean if the irs should they audit won't that you. right you have to be able to prove i took out cashed out x number of dollars and i spent this much in that year on home improvements and then the rest went elsewhere that's a lot for a homeowner to understand and and to, to even know about well, it is. It's a lot to keep track of. And, wow. you know, I've, I've reviewed a lot of tax returns that people did themselves on uh, the, online software. The or buy the it yourself, software. yes. Yeah, the, the do-it-yourself software. And I found in a lot of cases people went ahead and deducted mortgage interest that really wasn't deductible. So if they don't amend that return and should get audited, they could lose that deduction. Wow. Wow. And, and face penalty and interest. And right. All kinds of fun stuff. And, and the hole just get, gets bigger. Um we're going to talk about briefly a standard deduction. Is there anything else? Is there anything else that you have really seen change? Well, private mortgage insurance, that's another thing that changed. They call that what, PMI or something? PMI. I have no clue what I'm talking about. Awesome. Yeah, prior 
to, and this isn't a new tax law change, but it actually uh, dropped off at the end of 2017 as far as being a deductible item. There was talk in Congress of filing an extender bill that would allow private mortgage insurance to go back to being deductible for 2018. So we kind of were keeping an eye on that through tax season to see if that got passed. But at this point, it hasn't. If for some reason the Congress decides to pass it and make it retroactive, then we'll have a few uh, clients who will be amending returns to be able to take that deduction for private mortgage insurance. But at the moment, it is no longer deductible. So there's another deduction that taxpayers lost. Losing a lot of deductions here. Well, yeah, unfortunately, the um, for people who own homes, they did lose some some deductions there. And then there's the new standard deduction that kind of comes into play. Uh, for a lot of taxpayers, they're not itemizing deductions anymore anyway because the standard deduction has almost doubled. Right. So, you know, for a married filing joint couple, you know, the standard deduction is $24,000. So usually, you know, your mortgage interest and property taxes may not add up to that much. So you may take the standard deduction anyway. The thing that we found, though, is you really have to watch that for taxpayers who are pretty close to reaching the $24,000 mark in their itemized deductions. Let's say they had $20,000 in uh, property taxes and state income taxes, charitable deductions, and their mortgage interest. Sometimes it made more sense to go ahead and elect to itemize deductions on the federal return so that they could take that same deduction on the state return. Because when in the state of Georgia for married filing joint, your standard deduction is only $6,000. So if you're taking 24000 on the federal, you're only getting 6000 on state. So you really have to watch it both ways. Sometimes it made sense to go ahead and elect to itemize. You might pay a couple dollars more on federal, but you would more than make up that on your state return. You save it on the state side. And that, and that ladies and gentlemen, is why we have someone who knows what they're doing, such as Jacqueline, because, wow, it's a lot of moving parts. It is a lot of moving parts. Yeah, I joked earlier about why in the world would you want to bother buying a house at this point, but I, I know you, we still want to buy homes. It's always a good good idea. Why, why is that? I've heard that all my life. Buy a house, buy a house. Your feet under your own table, my dad always said. Right. Well, real estate is still a very sound investment. Uh, the real estate market right now is still hot. Um, oh, yeah. Property uh, values continue to rise. I don't know that that will go on at this rate for forever, but, you know, home ownership is still a good investment. You're building equity in your home uh, each and every month when you pay your mortgage payment. And if you're renting, you're not building equity for yourself, but instead you're building the landlord's equity in the property. So it's always a great thing to be able to buy a home when you can and be able to build that equity so that you're you're basically building your investment portfolio through your home. So don't rent, is that what you're saying? Well, if, not unless you have to. Well, in, in a lot of cases you will find that the mortgage uh, amount now with the mortgage rates, and Chan will probably talk a little bit about this, you know, what mortgage rates are at the moment, but mortgage rates are still low and in a lot of cases people can buy a home for about the same thing they're paying in rent and you know in that case why would you not want to buy a home exactly no i agree i agree um we've got a, a few minutes left in this segment i've got a story for you okay you're gonna you love my stories uh, yeah. and no, it's not from about my friend from maysville i haven't heard from him i gotta check on him, make sure he's all right but uh good friends of mine retired couple uh they want to sell their home Okay. They're afraid to because they've owned it forever. They raised their kids in it. Uh, they're afraid if they sell it, all their money that they've acquired, equity, I think you called it, mm -hmm. they're going to just give it to the government, give it to the IRS when they sell it. Is there is there help for – they're good friends of mine. I worry about them. Right. Well, there's still in the tax law the principal residence exclusion from 
taxation when it comes to selling your primary residence. So if you're a married couple filing joint and you sell a home, as long as your gain is less than $500,000 and you've lived in the home at least two out of the last five years, there's no capital gains tax on that gain. So that goes back to that equity and building equity in a home. You can actually, when you sell that home, that equity can come out tax-free as long as the gain doesn't meet the exclusion. So when you say gain, you're, you're talking about the check they hand you at closing. Well, no, actually, it's the difference between what you sell the home for and what your basis is. Your basis is what you paid for the home originally, plus then any additional um, upgrades or improvements. New floors. Exactly. Things that you've invested capital improvements into the home, that also raises your basis. Any closing costs that you pay when you sell, that raises your basis. So in a lot of cases, people won't sell their home for a gain that's more than $500,000. Now, if you're single, you get a $250,000 $250,000 Of course, of course. I, I, that makes sense. That makes sense. But if, now let, let's say you mentioned half a million dollars, married couple. Right. Um, what if their gain is uh, 700000 They got to pay pay taxes on $700,000? No, they get that $500,000 exclusion, so they would only pay tax on the difference, which would be $200,000 in this case. After that after that first hundred. Uh, Half a million dollars. Right. I, I got you. I got you. Well, well, telling telling them, hey, you 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 may pay pay taxes on two hundred thousand is better than saying, hey, you're going to pay it on seven hundred thousand. Exactly. That's, okay. And then it's tax to capital gains rate, which is ordered lower than your ordinary income rate. So you know, that definitely helps as well. I got you. That's important to know, though. It, it really is. Um, that hasn't changed though. That's not part of the new tax law. It's not. Are they are they going to change that? Oh uh, my goodness. At the moment. Everyone will be selling their house. <laughs> exactly. At the moment, no. Uh, there's no no talk of that being changed anytime soon. Hold your breath. Uh, but, hey, it sounds good, though, because uh, I was thinking about selling my lake house and getting rid of it. Okay. Well, you have to think about this for a minute. And in order to get this exclusion, the home has to be your primary residence, your principal oh. residence. So if you have a second home, that won't necessarily work. However, I have have cases where we've had couples who are getting ready to retire and they might decide that they're going to sell that principal residence, get that exclusion, and then they'll move into that vacation home. As long as they stay in that vacation home at least two years, they can turn around then and sell that second home, that vacation home, and get the exclusion all over again. So as long as they meet that two out of five year rule. Is that the, is that the golden rule? Two, two years out of five? Two out of five. And then that, that can be good. So in a five year period, I guess you could actually have technically two principal residences? Well, you could. You can't have two at the same time. So if you have a lake house or maybe a mountain home or a a condo down in Destin and you're thinking of retiring, it's always good to think about, well, let's go ahead and sell the principal residence. If I move into this second home or vacation home and stay there for two years, then you can sell it and get the exclusion on that home as well. So that's always a good tax planning strategy if you're looking to cash out and maybe move into something smaller or retire or bigger. And that can, yeah, usually in that case, you're looking for something smaller I when know. you're retiring. But. Uh, that sounds good. That's good to know. That's good to know. That's good to know because uh, otherwise you're just handing the IRS money. Exactly. All right. Good to know. That's why we got you all these grand things. Yeah. Jacqueline, how can they reach you? Uh, they can call our office. The number there is 678-866-4047. Or you can visit our website, which is bottomlineGA, as in Georgia, bottomlineGA.com bottomlineGA.com or I uh, hear it's the best tax talk you've ever had <laughs> I've heard that before mm. folks we're going to take a quick break we're going to come back uh, with 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 our mortgage guru Miss, Mrs. Chan Roach an, an amazing young lady that knows her stuff when it comes to getting you into a house
Are you paying too much in taxes? Who isn't? Taxes are the highest expense small businesses face. Maximize your return on investment. Reduce your tax bill. Tax planning and tax resolution strategies, the art of keeping more money you've worked hard for. Schedule your free tax planning consultation by visiting www.bottomlinetaxsolutions.com. That's bottomlinetaxsolutions.com. My small business had done well and thought I'd paid my taxes. Then I got a letter from the IRS. I didn't know what to do. So I called Bottomline Tax Solutions. They understood exactly what I was going through. Bottomline worked with me and for me. They turned a horrible time into a manageable one. Now, I'm in a payment plan I can afford, and they were able to get my penalties reduced. Schedule your free tax planning consultation by visiting BottomLineTaxSolutions.com. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. We are back for the second segment. And by the way, I think we named this Home Sweet Taxes, did we not, Jacqueline? We did. You staying with us for the second segment? I am. I will be here. You'll kick me under the table, won't you? I might. You always do. You always do. Uh, all all that information you gave us in the first segment, I don't know if, if that's making my head swirl or it's just the whiskey. I, I'm not sure which. could be both. But, wow, that's a lot, lot going on. That's a lot of information. But that is why we have you, because you keep up with it. I don't know how you do it. It is quite a bit to keep up with, and we, you know, we've talked before the fact that tax laws are constantly changing, so it's kind of a full-time job just keeping up with where the tax laws happen to be on any given point in time. You're, you're not joking. But, ladies and gentlemen, now, uh, Jacqueline, forgive me, now we'll get to the talent of the show. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, oh, she kicked me. Oh. Uh, hello, Miss Chan. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Tom? Welcome to the chaos. I am always well. And you thought Jackie Major has been wait till I get home. I can, <laughs> I can only imagine. I'm kind of looking forward to it, but I'm a little odd. We all know that. Tell us a little bit about yourself. You are the pride of Sugar Hill, just like Jacqueline is. I am. Awesome. Uh, I am. Awesome. That's true. We were both born and raised there in Sugar Hill. Actually, wow. around the corner from each other. I uh, know. We were actually neighbors. <laughs> growing neighbors. Up. Your neighbors are growing up. Yeah, we were. And they're yeah. great. Oh. Well, so, wow. Sugar Hill touts a lot of great things, including the two of you. That's right. I must say. Right. But you're selling mortgages these days. I am. Uh, North Point Mortgage. Uh, Office is in Swanee. And uh, we can pretty much take care of all of your mortgage needs. If it's investment properties, if it's first-time home buyers, if it's second homes, whatever you need. What we do you enjoy doing the most? I love first-time home buyers. Oh, I got you. Yeah, that's my favorite. That whole sentimental thing and the deer it in the is. headlights look. It and is. Chad, save us. Yeah, it's the it's the. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Please guide me. And I I, I love first-time home buyers. That's awesome. Yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. I like it. I, I we're we're gonna we're gonna get into actual mortgage talk. Um, it. I, I mentioned my friend from Maysville who always pops up in this show. Uh, he and I actually got into an argument one time. He actually believed probably still does that you can get a mortgage even though you don't file your taxes please put that to rest for me in case he's listening today that is uh incorrect i bet you've run across that a few times uh, I, actually i'm running across it right now i have someone who is ready to purchase a home uh we got to she has her down payment money she has good credit score everything was ready and when we started talking about tax returns w-2 she says i haven't filed my taxes for the last four years is that going to be a problem uh oh uh yeah, yeah it is we need transcripts so told her she needs to file her taxes and we wait because 
We have to wait until the transcripts come back from IRS before we can proceed forward. So, so it takes time. It does take time. So she had to put the brakes on a little bit before she could go forward. Jacqueline, I think you and I have talked about that once in a while. I think we do a presentation about that sometimes. We do. And anytime you're looking for a mortgage, one thing you need to look at is not only uh, my credit score and, and getting that money together for down payment, but you need to make sure that you are up to date on your tax filings because, as Chan said, that's something that the mortgage company is going to want to look at for income verification purposes. So it's always always good to go ahead and get that taken care of when you're doing that uh, pre-qualification and getting ready to buy a mortgage, get those taxes filed, because it does take a little time not only to get them filed, but as Chan mentioned, getting those transcripts on record with IRS to be able to verify the income. Gotcha, gotcha. It's all, it's all a, game, a game of waiting at that point. All righty, Chan. Now, we try hard to focus on the life of the small business owner Yes. for our radio show. Yes. Because uh, everyone at this table in this room, for that matter, is a small business owner. So when a small business owner, sometimes self-employed, mm-hmm. needs to get or wants to get that mortgage, what are some of the things that they have to go through? I'm making it sound very dramatic. <laughs> what is some of the pain? It can be, it can what, be dramatic. How many arms do they How many children do they have to give away? No. In, we in only all ask for the firstborn. Just first. Wow. In, a- in all seriousness... <laughs> What are to to ease some minds and and just give people a heads up? What do they need to at least begin with? There are the industry has come around. We actually do have some programs for for a lot of different situations. Your standard programs, your best programs, two years tax returns for your self employed. We have um, your standard Schedule C or your incorporated. Those are the easiest to get through. Those you'll get your best rates. You will get your um, just your streamlined programs, your FHAs, your uh, conventionals. But we also have those who either have complicated tax returns, they have um, write-off more than what they show for income, um, some some interesting tax returns let's just put it that tax way. returns jacqueline did not do tax the jacqueline yes. did not, not do, do. Um, <laughs> sometimes there's a, a in in the tax where i don't do taxes but there's a, there's some they take a lot of expense one year for a, a capital expense or something anyway they don't show a lot of income but there are some programs out there now that call bank statement programs where we can do without the tax returns we do based on their bank statements so they're getting to be some programs for that kind of gets outside of the tax return for those small business owners that were excluded for a while um that is kind of important for the small business business owners it, they were they have been excluded for a time period when the crash happened oh absolutely and everybody tightened down so much there's loosening up a little bit there are consequences to it you're not going to get a four and a half percent interest rate is that where we're at right now that's where we're at right now that's pretty good yeah that's that's yeah you you can still get some there's even some low fours out there Wow. but um these particular loans they're going to be broker loans and you're going to be in the more along the seven to ten percent interest rate wow so there's a huge penalty for because they're higher risk i mean you're just taking a the, the broker's taking a risk with those. But they are out there. So in the situations, um, there's still some options out there for them. So are the days of just stating your income, is that long gone? Oh, trust me, I make. 
Yeah. Um, that happened. Yes, pretty pretty much. Back in the day. Uh, well, I know any, any time I have a client call me and the first thing they're saying is I'm refinancing or I'm trying to buy a house, the first thing I do is cringe because I know from that point there's going to be a series of frantic emails and now my mortgage company needs this now they need that now i need this third thing and now i need the fourth and fifth and sixth thing so i can pretty well plan on it's going to take a couple hours of our time in getting documents together which by the way the taxpayer already has but for some reason at that point they're relying on us to pull that so tam what kind of things would you tell people just to make sure they have ahead of time that could kind of expedite a small business when when you're self-employed when you have your own business we're going to ask for the full tax returns personal and business so there's we pretty we pretty much go through um actually have a an automated system that calculates income for us and it's it wants your worksheets so it because it, it will pull through things that we can add back in because there's some deductions we can add back in for income purposes so we ask for the full tax returns some people try to just send us their 1040s without the worksheets or without the um, addendums or things on there so we just just ask for full tax returns that's the biggest thing is send us everything you got gotcha <laughs> and let us go from there let us be the ones who takes the forms out that we don't need gotcha have the first child deliver it <laughs> Lovely. that's true and it, it is when you're self-employed there is a lot more paperwork than when you're just a regular regular w2 joe i think i've been there before believe me mm-hmm. i i remember being 21 years old uh owning land actually I was, I was 20 i was 24 years old i'm sorry owning land wanting to put a house in the middle of it and I shouldn't say this on, on, on the airwaves, but I had to lie, cheat, and steal to get a mortgage to build a house on land I owned outright. Mm-hmm. But, but you were self-employed Self-employed at the time, in 24. That was, that was mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <clears throat> wow. I still own the house, too, by the way. They never, they never repossessed it. Just saying. <laughs> it's almost paid off. It's almost paid for. Oh, goodness. Um, I know you like working with the, with the, the first-time owners. I do. The, mm-hmm. I guess technically the young folk, I guess. Young folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway. Um, but what other mortgage programs are out there floating around? There's, I know there's well, got to be several. You talked about uh, briefly a couple of them. But what 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 is really helping out? Uh, maybe, maybe not necessarily the, the small business owners, but what is what is helping out the, the folks out there? Well, talk, going back to why should you buy a house? The taking the people from renting. Um, Jack, Jackie kind of hit on it. There are some some rentals out there that are more expensive than uh, than house payments, especially when you look at just the principal and interest. When you factor in taxes and insurance, the payments um, may get a few dollars more, but you're building the equity in the home, so it's yours. You can paint the walls any color that you want to paint them. Um, you can have a cat, you can have a dog, you can do whatever you want to with a home. Nobody's telling you, you don't have to pay extra money every month because you want to have an animal. So it's your home to do what you want to. And the thing, so that's that's another reason to, to purchase as opposed to, to rent is because it's yours. Um, we actually have a program, we have a 100% program, it's a down payment assistant program, first and second. Um, that actually, talking about the, the PMI pre- previously, this program actually has no PMI. That's awesome. uh, it's 100%. So the interest that you pay is going to be tax deductible. 
Um, so where you don't have that PMI. You avoid that whole PMI thing. You avoid that whole PMI thing. That's very important. So it's yeah. a it's a great program. So there are some things out there that are good for the, um, the some of the first time home home buyers. Um, you know, we do have the FHA, which is a little more forgiving for first time home buyers. Um, you don't have to have as much money down. Um, some of the, the conventional has uh, has some great products, a three percent down program. So there's a lot out there for people. Um, it's it's a lot easier to purchase homes than some people. A lot of people still think you have to have twenty percent. You don't. Um, there's lots of ways around PMI. There's uh, even not even the down payment assistance program. There's still some other ways we can structure a loan where we don't have PMI. So you just need to contact a professional that knows what they're doing they can help you with it and that's me <laughs> i was about to say i would call chan roach north me. point mortgage no again um trying to go 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 about it your, yourself is is crazy you have the right professionals the right people in the right places things get done and you don't make mistakes because mistakes cost you money that's right that's just all there is to it wow ladies we've chewed up almost 30 minutes that's awesome how wow. about that that goes quick Chan, is, is there any any other craziness you want to talk about? Anything anything you're doing this summer? Uh, as far as mortgages go, I know you're 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 always partying, having fun. Um, <laughs> and any 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 programs? Anything coming up in the near future with North Point? Just nothing special. It's a, it's our busy time of year. Uh, lots of this is when people like to get out, look at houses. Uh, it's a it's a good. It's 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 our it's our home buying season. Gotcha. Um, so well, that's an t- event in itself. Though. It's well, a it's an event within well, itself. Well, and it's it's almost into school time. I know a lot right. of people they don't want to look at buying a home while their kids are in school. They want to wait in case they buy into another school district. They don't want to make that change during the school year. So I can imagine once school gets out, then everybody's hitting it hard and heavy trying to look for for that home if they're looking to move gotcha. and and get moved before school starts back exactly. again too. If they're changing school districts. Oh yeah. By like the way, that, we so. need to close in two months, Jen. <laughs> And, and segueing into that, we have fast closings too. So if you do end up, <laughs> that's what I was getting move, at. That's need, what I was getting at. Need, if you need um, to move quickly, uh, we do have some some very rapid closings. So uh, that is important. Yeah, we can we can do that too. That is always important. Chan, how do the folks get a hold of you? You can reach me, Chan Roach, at North Point Mortgage. Uh, my office is in Swanee on Peachtree Industrial Boulevard. But you can reach me by phone at 404-790-5110. Email address is chan, C-H-A-N, dot roach, R-O-A-C-H, at fairwaymc.com. Fairwaymc.com. I got mm-hmm. you. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for See, having that was, me. That wasn't near as bad as Jackie said it would be. Uh, no, I had a ball. Good, good. We come back. I'll come back did. anytime you want me to come back. Be careful oh. what you say. Be careful what you say. Uh, Jacqueline, did you have a good time? I had a great time. You always have a good time. Well, not always, but anyway. You want to do it again next month? I think we should. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us for Home Sweet Taxes. Thank you for sharing your time with us on Business Radio X. Schedule your free tax planning consultation by visiting www.bottomlinetaxsolutions.com. That's bottomlinetaxsolutions.com. And click the link to hear more podcasts like this one. I'm Tom. She's Jacqueline. And that's the bottom line.